for the things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. So the Bible talks about the heart of man and um, it also says that man is a three-part being and we looked at this in the last few weeks that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he, and he lives obviously in a body and the spirit is, is when, God's, when, when the Bible says that God created man in his own image, in the image of God he creates him as, as a spirit being and, and that, that spirit, that internal being of ours is, is, is eternal. Not, not eternal like God, that always was and always will be, but created, but will live for eternity, that spirit aspect of us. And, and um, the Bible says that it is the spirit of man that is the, the lamp, it describes the, the spirit of man as the lamp of the Lord, where, where God enlightens us and he, he witnesses to us by our spirit and in the man. He gives us understanding on the inside. And this is why it is so important that we take care of our inward life. Um, and we have a soul, so the soul is made up of the, of the mind and the will and the emotions, so it's not your brain, but your mind, that, 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 that seat, that, that place, that seat of, of reasoning, that seat of decision making, your mind, and your will, and your emotions, and the Bible says that who can separate the spirit and the soul, it's only the word of God that can divide them, so, but it's that inward part of us, the, 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 the soul and the spirit of us, within us, that we're talking about guarding, because we are a product of, 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 of our thought life. What we, what we think about is, is, is what we become. We basically, we can, we create ourselves really in the sense that of um, what, we, what we meditate on, what we think on, what we allow into our hearts creates who we are. You know, you've heard, you've heard people laughing about others and saying, don't you know who I think I am? You know, nevertheless, we may not all be exactly who we think we are, but the way you think and what you allow to develop and what you nurture on the inside is what you're going to gravitate towards. This is what the way you will become. This is the way your life will go. And so we've been looking at um, taking care of what we allow because those things will affect our emotions and therefore affect our, our, our decision-making, um, etc. So this morning, um, we've asked um, Amy, is going to come and share what she's got from the last few weeks and give some testimony of what it's meant in your life. So over to Amy. Come on, Amy. morning everyone. So Pastor Chris and Sandy asked me to uh, pick some things that I that had affected me or I learned from the the series uh, guarding your heart and you know every single week I've got something <laughs> so it was kind of hard to pick so I've, I've chosen a couple of things but I think the one that stood out the most was um, about three weeks ago from November 7th, uh, Sandy taught on uh, guarding your heart against offenses. And you know, it's so easy to become offended. Maybe it's just me, maybe I'm oversensitive, but it's, um, it's easy to get offended. Oh, why did they do that? Or how dare they? And um, the message was talking from Luke 17:3 and about how it's impossible that no offenses are to come. So that's good, we don't have to be perfect. We're not immune to offenses, but um, but then it goes on to say, but take heed. So um, uh, Sandy talked about how an offense is a stumbling block. 
and how it can trip us up, and then we can be disappointed in ourselves. Like, we know we shouldn't be offended, or we know we shouldn't stumble, but we do. And, um, and then Sandy went on to say, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So we don't have to take offense um, or be offended. And I like that one of the scripture verses, 1 John 2.10, I think it's up there. Uh, he who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Um, so just focusing on that about <laughs> abiding in the light um, and refusing to live with bitterness or wrath or strife and instead to choose to love and forgive before the offense. And I don't think I'd ever thought about that before. You know, we hear about forgiveness all the time and about, um, oh, they've offended me, so I will forgive them. But Sandy mentioned something about forgiving before the offense, and I had never, ever thought about that before. I'd never thought about taking that thought captive before I let it offend me. Well, that was on a Sunday morning, that message, and that very same week, I don't know if it was the next day or the day after, but that very same week of this particular message about offense, I came into work, I worked from home in my office all day long, and um, I was having an online chat conversation message with someone, uh, like you do with work, um, and it was, I can't even remember the subject, but um, it, it was with someone that is very challenging and often rude not just to me, but to many people. And this person was having a bad day, a really bad day. And the conversation ended up being quite negative. And, um, and eventually, between the chats, eventually the whole paragraph was in capital letters. And so that's shouting, you know, I mean, it, it, was, it was very intentional, it was shouting. And so um, immediately I took offense, immediately. I. Um, at the attitude, at, this is for work, you know, so the unprofessionalism, and most of all, I felt all this offense for me, that it was an attack on me personally, um, so I actually had to walk out of my office, I just, I had to walk away, and um, I'd never had an argument like that at work on, on text messages, I mean, I've obviously had conversations before, but to have this, um, because they're in the States, so, you know, it was, it was across the ocean, and because of that message on guarding my heart um, against offense, just a day or two earlier, I had to stop and think about the offense that I had taken. I did not want to talk to that person. <laughs> I did not want to deal with them. I did, I did not want to fight with them. I didn't even want to think about them because I found them so offensive. How dare they speak like that? How, how dare they behave that way? Um, but then the message, choose to walk in love and forgive even before the offense. That was my notes from Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> so I calmed down and I picked up the phone. I didn't want to. I picked up the phone and I, I called this person in the States and I said how sorry I was that they were clearly upset. I mean, they, you know, whether, whatever reason they were upset, they were upset. That was very clear. So I, I called them and I said, oh, I'm sorry that you're so upset. And they said, oh, I'm not upset. I said, oh, I said, well, I noticed with all the capital letters. 
And um, they said, oh, I didn't realize I was using capital letters. Well, I think they did. I think they might have realized. Um, anyway, they denied even realizing that they had typed a couple of sentences in all capitals. And by the end of that day, they were complimenting me. I, I mean, a few hours had gone by. But by the end of that day, they were complimenting me. And, um, you know, that would not have happened if I had ignored the situation, which is what I wanted to do, um, or if I'd held a grudge or scolded them in words of anger. I was quite happy to type back quite a few things. I was ready to just type as fast as possible. But, um, and they would have been words in anger and revenge. Um, and I can't even remember now what that conversation was about. I honestly can't remember the subject. But if I had held on to that offense, I would still be seeking revenge um, and to put them in their place, even now. <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. Um, and I took that, uh, Sandy's message that week also went on to say, it's okay to be angry. And that was nice to hear too, because how can we be perfect? We can't be perfect and never be offended. We can't be perfect and, and never be angry. It's okay to be angry, but don't call people a fool. And that spoke to me too. You know, don't just write them off either. Don't just say, oh, well, they're just a fool. You know, they don't count, they don't matter. Um, uh, but be kind without malice. Don't use your anger as food for revenge. And that was that revenge I really wanted to take that day. Um, and then it went on, I went back over these notes that day and be peacemakers, not causing division or feuding. Ouch. Um, and the best way to do that is 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. Train yourself in God. Um, and I really did take that as, you know, not to write people off either. Um, you don't have that uh, particular verse. But yeah, it was about training yourself in God. And, and uh, it's, it's so easy to get swept up in, in those kind of things. Um, the second thing I wanted to raise was um, last week. It was about guarding your heart from doubt and unbelief. Uh, and we learned about this father in Mark 9. It was a story in Mark 9. And he had a boy that was having seizures and had mutinous from a child, from uh, his childhood. And he seemed, the father seemed unsure if Jesus uh, could actually heal him. I mean, he wanted him to. He wanted healing for this boy. And instead, he just asked for compassion. Um, so Sandy was explaining, there was a lot of uncertainty there. He, he really wanted healing for his boy but he had some doubt or he had some uncertainty. And Jesus' response to that was, if you can believe, all things are possible. And the, the father cried out asking for help with his unbelief. And I found that really useful because um, I know I struggle with unbelief. There are many things in my life that I, I want Jesus' compassion for my troubles my uh, overcoming troubles, um, but I have um, stopped asking God for the actual healing or the actual miracle. I just, I just want some sympathy, I guess. You know, I've started asking for compassion. Um, but uh, Proverbs thirteen twelve talks about hope deferred, um, and it's so true. You know, um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, 
It is a tree of life. That's in Proverbs 13, 12. Um, and this message um, last week was about unrelenting disappointment causes the heart to be sick. And sometimes I really feel that. You know, we can have dreams and hopes and keep waiting and waiting. And the, that prolonged delay between the promise or the dream and then it actually happening, the manifestation of that promise, um, it can be hard on the heart. Um, and Sandy went on to talk about the antidote for that deferred hope. Um, and another uh, way of explaining deferred hope is weariness, um, a weariness in that faith. But as Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, <laughs> the, hoped for, the unseen um, of, of what we're hoping for. Um, We've all been given a measure of faith, Sandy was talking about, and, but it's up to us what we do with that amount of faith. Um, it's up to us to increase it. We need to walk it and live it, and it's about not being by sight, not seeing it, but by faith. It's an action that we need to do. And I thought it was interesting that Sandy mentioned about how it was an action. You know, we hear about faith all the time, like it's just something, but to to actually be in action, to exercise it, to walk in it, to, to do it. Um, and if we don't, um, our faith can get eroded. Uh, Sandy talked about erosion and buffeted, especially with disappointment. So if we have this hope and it doesn't happen, and, you know, that, that's hard on our faith. That, that hits it, doesn't it? And um, the next thing really spoke to me about um, distraction, distraction and busyness. I, I'm always too busy. I think I choose it, but um, I like being busy, and it's easy to be distracted and, and so busy <laughs> that we then neglect it. And uh, talking about neglect is that, you know, that faith, if we neglect it, it's just going to wither. It's just going to, we're going to drift away. And I find it so easy to get too busy and rush through life and, and have unbelief. I need to put my trust in God and focus this focus on God's promises. The, me the message last week was also about how we must guard our hearts against unbelief. Uh, again, in action, we have to actually, you know, stop that unbelief or that disobedience or that selfishness from entering our hearts, making our hearts hard. Doubt doesn't qualify our, doesn't disqualify our faith, um, but we have to walk through the unbelief. That was another part of the message. And then um, back to it being an action. We have to walk through that unbelief. Plow through is how I see it. And uh, faith is the way to overcome unbelief. Um, 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that has overcome the earth. Every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? And my prayer is like that father in Mark 9. Lord, help my unbelief. Um, it's up to us to walk in that faith, but uh, my prayer is that, that God will help me with my unbelief. I love that. You know, 
what, what we teach and preach on a week in and week out has got to impact our lives, doesn't it? I mean, it's not just a book review. It's got to impact our lives. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Byron and Veronica sharing from that previous series about how it impacted your lives. And just hearing this this morning, Amy, is lovely. You know, I think for, for myself, I think um, it's all about walking with God at the end of the day. And not in some super spiritual or mystical way that, you know, I'm, I'm up on a cloud or something or I'm not living in the real world. But walking in God to, to walk in His ways, to walk in the ways of God. He says in Isaiah, just to go back to that, that His ways are higher than our ways. He says that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so much higher, in other words, so much better are His ways than our ways. And you know, when it, when it comes to, to walking with God, the, the only way we can do it as, as fallen human beings that are being restored and put back together into the image that God originally intended and designed for us, the only way we can do that is, 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 is by, by, by faith. Like you said, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief. You know, acknowledge who we are. Acknowledge where we are. We don't, we don't have to be walking unbelief. We have faith to overcome that unbelief and any areas of doubt in our lives. And we can, as somebody once said, you can doubt your doubts. But we need to be, to walk with God means to, to overcome the, the challenges that we have in life, the, the offenses that, that, that came your way. When somebody comes at you with capital letters on an email, which is so uncalled for, Jesus said it's impossible that offenses won't come. But what are you going to do about it when they do? Are you going to react in your ways? which is to lash out and to go back and to, to get that revenge and to, to put that person in their place? Or are you going to seek God's ways? And, and that takes a high degree of faith. It takes a high degree of faith that God will justify you, that you don't have to be your own defender. But it's going to come from within you. It's going to come from within. Anything else is we're talking about a religion, a behavior modification, and Christianity is not a religion. Religion means that here is a set of rules that you have to obey. And when you fail one, it's like a game of snakes and ladders. You go down to the bottom and you start all over again, progressing up that ladder to, to make yourself acceptable by God. Christianity is about the fact that for God so loved the world that he gave us. We sang that song this morning, his one and only son to save us. That he, he accepts us as we are. We don't have to clean up our act before we come to him. We cannot clean up our act. How good would you have to be to come to a perfect and holy God in your own ability? It's not possible. So he gave his son so that we could be accepted as we are. He paid the price for us. And now we live by faith in him, seeking his ways, changing, allowing him to change us on the inside. You know, I got, I got saved at the age of 29. You can work on my age now because I've now been saved for 29 years as well. So for half my life, I was just serving my own desires, walking my own way. And for the last 29 years, I've been doing it God's way. And I want to tell you, God's way is just so much better. It is so much better. He has done such restoration in my life. I'm not there yet. I know I'm still a work in progress. But man, what he has done in my life, you know, and what he'll do in your life and what he does do in our lives. We wanted to sing a song today called The Evidence. Um, we couldn't get it, it just didn't work out, unfortunately. But, you know, if we'll just stop, 
pause, Selah, as the Bible says, pause and think, and look at the evidence, look for the evidence of God's handiwork in your life. Look what he has done in your life already. We are all a work in progress. None of us have arrived. But if we will set our eyes on God, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Help me to see where you've changed me. Help me to see where you're taking me. You know, even when I can't see it, you're working. And allow him to change us from the inside out. By faith, by faith, accepting his ways are better than our ways. If we want to walk with God, we've got to be on the same road as him. God is on a path over here. It's, it's this highway, not, not, a, not, a, not a broad way, but a higher way, right? And we choose daily with every decision we make, are we walking on this road with him or are we on a path next to him? And the choice is always ours. It's always ours. And it's not a matter that God is going to reject you if you miss the mark or that if you aren't perfect, he's going to reject you. He never will. His love is unconditional. But if you want to enjoy the goodness of God in the land of the living, and me, I speak to myself as well, we have got to be choosing God's ways. We've got to walk in God's ways and allow him to change us on the inside because who you are and who you are becoming is far more important to God than anything you can ever accomplish for him. He's God. He created you. He gave you every bit of ability and gifting that you've got anyway. The, he says, you, what, what are you going to give him? You can't give him money. You can't give him wealth. The, the, the cattle on the hills are his. Everything, he owns it all. He is God. But what you can do is become transformed and conformed to the image of Jesus. This is his highest calling on our lives. To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. To become like him progressively. Not with a religion, not with external modif behavior modification, but allowing ourselves to be changed from the inside out, guarding our heart, guarding what we take in. There, there is things that we can allow into our lives that will build us, that, are, that, 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 that will be like um, uh, vitamins to our soul, or we can take in toxic stuff that's going to result in destruction in our lives. So, taking those things, be aware of what you are taking into your life. It's not a matter, the, the kingdom of God isn't a matter of eating and drinking, but it's of love, joy, and, and, and peace in the Holy Spirit. It is, it is about walking with God, allowing Him to change us from the inside out. So, that's kind of a wrap-up for the series that we've done on, on guarding your heart. If, if you've missed any of them, um, I highly encourage you, go and listen to them on the, on the, um, on the app, um, on the Family Church app there, um, and on Spotify as well. They're everywhere now, aren't they? So go and have a listen to them. Really good. Um, and let's be changed. Let's, let's, let's be changed and let's be aware of what's going on in the inside and allow God to, to help us to... To, to become more like Jesus. How you live your life matters, and you matter. All right. I'm just going to close in prayer, and... Um